Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Major League Baseball, we are in the offseason. The Braves are the new champions, but it is time for the teams to make some moves. Granted, we'll probably wait until January for this. But for today's episode, we are going to be predicting where the MLB free agents will be going. And when I say we, I mean myself, as well as recurring guest Noah McGrublian um, and Mr. Merrick Matheson. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Ready to talk some ball with some noise of ball. Yep. Braves won the World Series. Predicted that in the preseason uh, preview. So, you know. Noah and I did both have that. I had Braves over Yankees in six, which, you know. I think I had them over the, uh, I don't know who I had them over, but I had them over someone. Braves, baby. Merrick, we'll say you had the Braves for fun's sake. Um, But let's get right into it. Let's get let's get right into it. So we're gonna start at the catcher position, go around the horn, and then we'll we'll get to pitchers after. Um, starting off at catcher, we're gonna talk about Manny Pena. Noah, where do you have Manny Pena going? So I have Manny Pena starting off uh, going to my Angels. I think it's gonna be a one year, seven million dollar deal. He had a uh, decent contract year, um, and I I like him as a backup Stassi. Eric. I have Manny Pena to the Giants with uh, Joey Bart not being for sure and Buster Posey retiring. I think that's the best fit for him. Yeah, I definitely – I can see both of those in my notes. I said San Francisco could be a fit, but I do like Angels general manager Perry Manazian uh, pairing Pena with Max Stassi, so I have him going to Anaheim. Um, Next catcher that we have, we only have these two, um, is Jan Gomes. Are we going to go the same order? Yeah, we'll, we'll just go the same order. All right. Uh, I've got Jan Gomes going to the White Sox. I think that this depends on uh, what they're going to do with Zach Collins. But I think I could see them moving Zach Collins in the offseason. And I think Jan Gomes would be a good platoon with Yasmani Grandal. I mean, Grandal is the best catcher in baseball. But, you know, you, you got to get him off his legs. He's getting older. So I got uh, Jan Gomes to the White Sox at a one, on a one-year $10 million deal. I do agree with that. That is exactly where I have him as well. I have uh, I have Jan Gomes going to the Marlins. The Marlins, Kimang has made it clear that they want to improve their bats. The, you know, catching production was a little lackluster. I don't think Gomes, you know, he's not a star by any means, but I think he can up that production a little bit. So I have Jan Gomes to the Miami Marlins. Um, now we move to first base. This is where it starts to get interesting. Let's start it with uh, recent world champion, Freddie Freeman. So I think we're going to see the day that Freddie Freeman's going to leave the Braves. I know it's bold and I know it might not be realistic, but losing Schwarber, uh, possibly trading Dahlbeck in the offseason, I think Freddie Freeman is going to Boston. And I think it's going to be a sad day for Braves fans, but he got his World Series. And I think he's going to get something like six years, $135 million. I hate that. It is definitely bold. It is bold. It is is 100% bold. I just I hate imagining him playing for the Red Sox, but you're you're entitled. Fenway to Freddy. That's fair. He could just he could just put it right off the monster, right over or on it. Yeah, 
Beautiful opportunity. I, I have Freddie Freeman staying with the Braves. I don't think he's going anywhere. That's what my, my notes for Freddie Freeman. He ain't leaving. Yeah, um, and you like, guys are probably right. But, you know, you, you got to spice things up. It's it's boring if you keep it generic. Freddie Freeman I agree. to Atlanta. I, I know? agree. See, I see him to the Giants, if anywhere. Yeah, West Coast. You go to the West Coast. Giants. Definitely could see California, but. It makes no sense, but never rule out the Dodgers ne- in anything. Never. I mean, look, the Dodgers, realistically, you could move Muncie back to playing second full-time, have Freddie playing first. Um Trey Turner playing short, you have Lux kind of just playing utility. Just a super team, just a casual super team. You can never rule out the Dodgers for anything. Yep. (laughs) But um, next first baseman, Anthony Rizzo. So another one that I think could uh, hurt some people, uh, Cubs fans that that would be, I think Anthony Rizzo is going to go to the Brewers on a three-year $38 million deal. I think the Brewers could use a left-handed bat. I think they could, uh, you know, I think Anthony Rizzo is a decent fit for them. They can get a pretty good value on him. I don't think he's going to go back to the Yankees, and you'll find out later. That's definitely a good fit. I I kind of agree with that. As a Brewers fan myself, I think that's a good fit. Yeah, so for me, I have the last two just hurt Cubs fans. I'm doing a great thing for Cubs fans. I think Anthony Rizzo is going back. I think that has a lot to do with there aren't many contenders that need first baseman, assuming, you know, Freeman re-ups. And I think that if any of them are going to go back to Chicago, I think that Anthony Rizzo makes the most sense. Granted, you can look at the Yankees and Red Sox to monitor this situation. Um, But I think Red Sox go a different route. And I think, you know, this isn't a free agent. So I'll say it. I think the Yankees are going to be the team that goes out and trades for Matt Olson. Uh, so I have Anthony Rizzo going to the Cubs. And then next on first base, we have Brandon Belt. Um, I think that Brandon Belt is going to stay with the Giants. It might be the quali- qualifying offer. It could uh, just be like a multi-year deal. But I think he's staying in San Francisco. I could definitely see that. Uh, I currently have Brandon Belt to the Red Sox. I love that fit. Yeah, the Red Sox are going to be players for a first baseman. Definitely. And I think there are a lot of ways um, to fill that void. I won't elaborate on that right now. I'll elaborate on that later. I have Brandon Belt going back to the Giants and his numbers. I'm looking at his at his fan graphs right now. It's crazy because back 2018, 2019, he was about league average to, you know, slightly above, slightly below. And then 2020, I mean, 173 WRC plus this year, you know, he played only 97 games. But 158 slash 274, 378, 597. He's he's sticking around in the Bay Area, Brandon Belt. And he can he can work a count with the best of them. I'm pretty oh. sure he had like a 23 pitch at bat against the Angels one year. He's no, an incredible I, hitter. I vividly remember his He's an incredible hitter. Incredible hitter. I mean, the Giants, they they really did it last year with the guys that turned it around. I think people don't talk about how ridiculous Brandon Bell was. Um, but yeah, back to the Giants. Moving on to second base, uh, Marcus Simeon. So he's a, he's an interesting he's an interesting free agent. I mean, he's coming off a career year. He had consistently been good with Oakland. Uh, went on you know bet on himself with the Blue Jays. I think he's going to go back to the West Coast. Uh, those have been the reports, and I think it makes sense. I don't think he's going back to the AL West though. I'm actually going to stick with the Giants theme. I think Marcus Simeon's going to go to the Giants 
on a four-year, $110 million deal. I think it makes sense. They could use an infielder. And, I mean, he's, he's one of the best hitters in the league, at least was last year. And I think he can, he can continue that. That's definitely a valid point. In my opinion, I think the Mariners are going to go after Simeon hard, and I think they'll end up getting him. Pair him next to J.P. Crawford with a power-hitting second baseman in that lineup. Yeah, J.P. Crawford, he's good. Yeah. Um, I'm with Noah. I have Marcus Simeon to the Giants. In general, I'd expect the Giants to be big spenders, um, a little bit bringing back their own guys like Brandon Belt. But I think just in general, after the year they had, you're like, we were we played this well without having, you know, any big money guys. They're gonna I think they're gonna go out and spend and try to add on top. Uh, I think Simeon makes a lot of sense. Um another impact bat, but not necessarily at the price. You know, he's gonna command some money, but he's not he's not gonna have the biggest contract. I think it makes sense for the Giants. Um, next utility man, Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor, I think is I think he's fascinating. Um, you know was not good with Seattle and then he goes to the Dodgers and and they just they make him an incredible big leaguer well an all-star level big leaguer um he was really good in the first half and then he slid in the second half uh and I think he's gonna have a really good market but I think that he's gonna stay with the Dodgers uh I think a, a, a suitor for him could be someone maybe like the Phillies but That's I, exactly I just where think... I have him as the Phillies I think it's a great fit and I think he can play about anywhere I like the Phillies of the Dodgers for him, but I think he's going to stick with the Dodgers. I think he's going to get a four-year deal. I think, he, you know, he, he could – I think he'll get something around four years, but maybe he'll take something like a two-year deal with a higher AAV bet on himself. Although, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's, uh, what, 31. So maybe if he took like a two-year deal, he'd be 33. I think he's going to take a four-year deal with the Dodgers. Barrick, you said Phillies? Yes, I did. So for those who haven't read my most recent blog post, uh, I outlined seven great fits. And the first one on my list, Chris Taylor to the Phillies. Um, again, I, I a return to LA shouldn't be ruled out, but it just makes a lot of sense. Taylor been a really solid player during all of his time as a Dodger. And he, you know, you look at the numbers, 61 games in center field, 46 at second base, 30 in left field, 23 at shortstop, 11 at third, eight in right field. He can play everywhere. And I think, that makes him a great fit for Philly's team that kind of, you know, they have a fair amount of needs. I think they need to bulk that outfield, but even, you know, Didi Gregorius has struggled. They could try to move on from him. I think the Phillies need a Swiss army knife like Chris Taylor. I think that is a match made in heaven. Um, next. I like Cesar, that. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that mainly because I, you know, any Dodgers, I'd love to predict them going elsewhere, but also that means the inevitable massive move the Dodgers will make that none of us see coming. <laughs> But like we said, never bet against the Dodgers. So I think they're keeping Taylor. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Totally, there. To, totally fair rhetoric. Um, next at second base to round us out, Cesar Hernandez. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, not going to talk about him that much. Um, he was league average in Cleveland, and then he went to Chicago, and he really he had a tough time, so his option was declined. He's a free agent. I think he's going to go somewhere like the Rangers. Uh, I think the Rangers make sense for him. You know, he could possibly be a – if, if he plays well enough, he could be a deadline piece for them. They get a prospect out of him. He could uh, go on a playoff run. I mean, there's not much to talk about here. I am going to the uh, Rangers one-year deal. I can definitely see that. I His market's not going to be very high, in my opinion, and I think the Rangers would be a good fit for him just based off of their roster. And I'll say something about him. He's been impressing – like, it's been impressive how average he's been. Like, 
two war, two war, two war, two two war is about league average. If you don't know, he's just he's just been league average his whole career, and that's impressive. You got to tip your hat. You got to tip your cap there. No, I, I love it. I'm looking at his fan graphs right now. In terms of okay, I guess 2014 was bad, but his WRC plus, he's a career 98. He's never been higher than 112. And outside of that outlier, 2014, he's never been lower than 90. It's just like so perfectly average. Um, kind of just a throw, and I think he'll go to the Reds. They tend to be cheap and shed payroll, so their one move will be signing a mediocre second baseman. Um, to third base, Chris Bryant. So Chris Bryant, I think uh, I think he's going to leave the Giants, and there's been some reports today about how He's uh, it's increasingly likely that he's not going to stay in San Francisco. And that's one of the reasons I think uh, going back, the Mariners are going to sign, or I mean, the Giants are going to sign Simeon is because I think that the Mariners are going to sign Chris Bryant uh, to a six year, $145 million deal. And I'm just going to say this now as an Angels fan, I think that deal is going to backfire. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm not, I'm not praying on someone's downfall, but I do think that Chris Bryant's going to get overpaid this offseason. And I think the Mariners are going to be the team that does it. I can I can see there's two teams in my opinion that would overpay for him, and I think those two teams are the Brewers and the Mariners. I I have him going to the Brewers, but the Mariners could definitely be a good option. I think that the Brewers could fall in love with the idea of signing 2016, 2017 Chris Bryant, and in reality, I I think he's declined. Uh, but hey, if, if you know he if he can get back to that form, good for him. You know, you never want to see any any big leaguers fail. Hey, he really he really had a bounce back year a little bit last year. He wasn't too bad. Yeah, he, he picked it up. Yeah, so there have been some reports, some Giants beat writers saying it's increasingly unlikely he's coming back to the Giants. I think you guys outlined some places that make sense. I think the Mariners make a lot of sense. Um, I think Brewers could make sense. Um, I still think that the Giants make sense. I think he, the you know, Swiss Army Knife, again, he might not necessarily be full-time third baseman necessarily, but I think the way that their team is built, a guy like Brian is a real asset. And look, like I said, reports that he's probably not coming back, they may be true, but I had him slotted in as a Giant, you know, this morning and over the last couple of days. I, I'll, I'll keep with my prediction of him returning to the Giants. Um, we'll, we'll see, though. He's a fascinating case because, really, you look at his numbers – Really, really good 2015 to 2019. Then 2020 just didn't have anything going. And then he, he had a pretty good bounce back this year, slashing 265, 353, 481 with a 123 WRC plus 3.6 war. Um, so it's just, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd give him a pass for the 2020 season. That was just a really weird year. It was just kind of, kind of bizarre. But um, next at third base, a, a really weird guy. We'll see, we'll see what you guys have to say on him. Kyle Seager. So Kyle Seager, um, you know, the writing was on the wall. His, I think it was like a $15 million option was going to decline by the Mariners. It happened kind of ugly. Uh, you know, I guess he's not even, he doesn't even talk with, he hasn't talked with GM Jerry DePoto in like four years. So the Mariners breakup was kind of likely and he is going to leave the Mariners in my opinion. And I think that he's going to go to the Blue Jays uh, on a one-year deal, you know, bet on himself and hope that maybe he can establish a market for next year. Uh, and there's, and there's not much, there's not much to Kyle Seager. I think that's, that's really all you have to say about him. See, y'all aren't going to like this, but I definitely have Kyle Seager to the Angels. I know it's a tough one, but I just think he can play there. And I just, he's a good platoon guy. 
for them. A, a utility man who can play third base. And first base, at first base, they have a lefty that they need a right. I, I, yeah, I, I don't see the fit, but you know what? He's, you know, we like diversity when we're Eric predicting free agents. I don't know where exactly it came from, but he's so like, you know, he, he won't be denied on this. So he must have some insider information. Into the hey, I mean, I have no idea where he's going to go. So I just predicted the Blue Jays. I think he could go anywhere. Maybe maybe he'll go to the Angels. And maybe he'll go to the we'll Angels see. and they'll be buying a Kyle Seager jersey. You never know. I have him going to the Minnesota Twins, which doesn't seem like a fit immediately. But I think the Twins try to move on from Josh Donaldson for what it's worth. I think that he'll be a Brewer. I think the Brewers go out and add Josh Donaldson. Or the Mets. Mets could like also make it there. Um, and then I think, you know, with third base open, Twins take a flyer on Seager, fill a spot. Um, really weird, though. Weird for Seager. Not many teams need third baseman. Um, and he's like the most just perfectly average player ever. And, he's and I think that he, he'll probably go to some sort of a contender. I don't think that he's going to go somewhere like Texas or Arizona because I think he, he is league average. And I think some teams will like be fine with signing that. He's he's not going to be worse than average, and I think teams teams are cool with that. You know what you're getting, then Seager. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. Um, next at third base, Eduardo Escobar. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, he actually, you know, he had a, he had a, he had a decent year, and he's had he's had some decent years. He was pretty good with Minnesota in 2018, and then went to Arizona. Um, I don't know with him, but I do know at the trade deadline he was rumored to go to the White Sox. And I think what might happen with him is he might play second base. I think uh, he would play second base if he signs with the White Sox because they declined Cesar Hernandez's option. So I think he's going to sign with the White Sox as a second baseman on a one-year deal. But, he, you know, when you when you talk about the Kyle Seegers, the Eduardo Escobar, Cesar Hernandez, it's really it's really anyone's best guess. They're, they're tough to predict, but I'll, I'll go with the White Sox here for uh, Eddie Escobar. Well, I have him going to the Guardians with Jose Ramirez most likely on the way out. I just think that's a good fit for them, and I think they're going to sign a few free agents, but no big names, just some guys that are going to – you know what they're going to give. I, I like that thinking because he, he's kind of like a like a Jose Ramirez light, a switch hitter, decent defense, yeah. versatility. He's I, a I like man's that. Jose Ramirez. He, he really is, is. yeah. He's not, he doesn't have the speed of Jose Ramirez, but – the powers there. Switch hitter can play multiple positions. Um, I have Eddie Escobar going to the Toronto Blue Jays. I think his versatility makes sense, especially to help fill the void of Simeon. You know, you, he can play a little bit of second, play a little bit of third. Um, I have him going up north. And then next, I think we get into – I won't say I think I, this is the best position in free agency, and that is shortstop starting off with who I believe to be the best free agent in this class, you know, that can be debated. And we may debate that right now, Carlos Correa. Well, I'm going to agree with you uh, that he's the best free agent. And this is definitely I, I, like, heard that. Um, I, I mean, Carlos Correa has been incredible with, um, with Houston. I'm, I'm not going to ramble on too much about how incredible he's been. I'm going to more so focus on where he's going. And I think that he is going to Detroit. He's going to, you know, he's going to team up with AJ Hinch. I think they're going to have a big off season. They've already started with Tucker Barnhart. I like that pickup, but I think that Carlos Correa is going to get the biggest contract in free agency this year. I think he's going to sign an eight year, $260 million deal with the, with the Tigers. And I think, I think they're a perfect fit and he's the best player on the market. So why not trade, you know, 
start your competitive win, start your uh, championship window, I should say. You know, uh, Correa to Detroit's the perfect fit. I mean, it's kind of been well known that that's where he's rumored to go, and I think it's true. Yeah, I think they're going to be just about any team that slightly needs a shortstop should be checking in on him. Um, but Correa was a part of the list that I made of perfect um, of perfect fits, and that is to Detroit. Because Noah mentioned the connection of um, his former manager, A.J. Hinch. And then you look at the Tigers. No, they're not currently contenders. They went 77-85. We got to put that in the perspective. Of they were expected to win maybe 60 games. And out of the season, they came out with quality guys. Um, Candelario, Scope, Grossman, Badu, Haas. They added Tucker Barnhart. They have a young, up-and-coming pitching staff. You have a prospect like Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, those guys coming up. This reminds me a lot of the Padres signing Manny Machado when they had young stars like Fernando Tatis on the way up. I love Carlos Correa to the Tigers. And I will say, Noah and I were on this probably in like July. Like we were talking, correct? Let's just hope. It's become a pretty popular movement. And it, Noah and I were on it. Like I want to yeah. clarify, we were 100% on that. And anyone who claims that they started the movement, you're wrong. <laughs> what I am going to say is I'm going to say, hopefully the Tigers don't ruin their assets like the Padres did. And hopefully they don't have an Eric Cosmer contract that's going to weigh them down. Because uh, that, that would be pretty unfortunate for the Tigers' future. Hey, they're paying Miggy right now. So that's kind of their equivalent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, who would you rather have, Miguel Cabrera or Eric Cosmer? I'd rather have Miguel Cabrera. At least Miguel you know, Cabrera has a, po- or has a positive impact in the locker room. But that's... Eric Cosmer... This is we don't need to turn this into a Padres slander cast because I I could do this all day. Eric Cosmer, if you're listening, it's it's nothing personal, man. You're just you're not that good. Detroit really does. You're a horrible. Detroit's definitely on the come up. What were you saying, Merrick? Detroit's definitely on the come up. Their pitching prospects are legitimate. I mean, they have a few there. We we could probably do a whole podcast talking about Detroit's farm system. It's incredible. And we we might we might honestly we we might have to do a prospect podcast because obviously. You know, Noah and I have done a lot of talking. Merrick is more well-versed than us in the prospect game. So I think yep. that would be honestly super fun to do. But um, we're talking about free agents today. And the next one is Corey Seager. Corey Seager, um, I think he's going to the Yankees. And I think I, – I don't, I don't see the Dodgers you signing him because I think they're going to they're gonna get back Taylor. And I, I think one of these guys has to go, and I think it's going to be Corey Seager. He's a defensive liability. And I think that the Yankees are just going to fall in love with his bat. Uh, I think the writing's on the wall. I think he's going to be a Yankee. Pretty straightforward. I I agree with that. Uh, There's no denying that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the Yankees will definitely be in on the shortstop market. I think, you know, their first priority could be and probably should be Carlos Correa. But a guy like Corey Seager is a great consolation prize. The power from the left side, I can just imagine the short porch home runs. His defense isn't great, but still a significant upgrade over Glaber Torres, who really just hasn't proven himself to be a franchise shortstop. Um, next, Trevor Story. I think Trevor Story is reuniting with Nolan Arenado and is uh, heading to St. Louis. And I think it's, you know, it's going to be a, a good left side infield uh, with shortstop and third baseman. Uh, I think that St. Louis is going to have one of the best left sides in MLB with Story and Arenado. I like them reuniting. I think, San Diego. I, I think that uh, Trevor Story, 
<laughs> I think he's going to get a four-year deal. And I, I might have been I might have been saying that to slander the Padres a little bit. I think this, you know, this could be a Padres slander podcast. But <laughs> uh yeah, I, I like I like story to the to the Cardinals. I'll get back on track here. See, I have story to Texas. I mean, I mean, I know that they're not really win now people, but they need some talent in that organization. And they've got some young guys that are gonna be all right. And they might be a team that surprised some people. Yeah, Mr. Man- I like the Texas fit. Sorry, I like the Texas fit. I I think the Texas fit that I think it's going to be Texas, St. Louis, one of those two, maybe the Yankees. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I like Trevor's story back to Texas. The the Arenado and St. Louis reunion arc makes sense, but I have him going home in a different way to his home state of Texas. Um, I I think that has to do with I think his market is going to be a lot lower than Correa, Seager, and Javi Baez, who we'll talk about in a second. I think it makes sense for the Rangers to take a chance on a guy like this. Merrick said they don't have a lot of talent, but that's not to say that they can't add a little bit, um, try to build a foundation because he's a talented player. Definitely is. Good Um, bet. Then to round out shortstop, Javier Baez. Um, Well, I'll say this. Javier Baez made himself some money in his Mets stint. He was really good with the Mets. Um, he, I mean, he got on base at a 370 clip. I mean, that's, you know, you can't ask for any more for a guy like Javi Baez who provides power. I mean, he walked 7% with the Mets. He really worked on plate discipline with the Mets, and I think he earned himself a lot of money doing that. So I think that he's going to stay with the Mets uh, on a four-year $96 million deal. See, that's not a bad fit. I like that. I actually have Baez back to the Cubs. I like Baez back to the Cubs. I think – that they'll go back and get him. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an interesting one. We all have him going different places. I am going to the Red Sox, which is kind of a weird fit. Um, and the reasoning behind it is that Bloom mentioned that they want to add someone up the middle. And, um, you know, that could mean a second baseman or it could mean a shortstop possibly moving Xander to second. And um, I think Javi Baez fits that well, I think. I could totally see him hitting, you know, green monster home runs. Uh, and yeah, I think it's kind of a wild card, but Javi Baez in, its, in himself is a wild card. So I have him going to the Red Sox. Heim. Heim, Heim, Heim. Angels yeah. 45, Heim. Um, to the outfield, left field, Mark. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before you go to the outfield, you know what Corey uh, Sears the Yankees means? What'd you say? I said, you know what Corey Sears going to the Yankees means? What does that mean, Trent Sweeney? Gavin, Gavin Lux time. Gavin That's Lux time. That is, um, we're in front of a live studio audience, Trent Sweeney fan of Gavin Lux. Um, <laughs> okay, outfield now, back on track. Mark Canna, Noah. Uh, Mark Canna, uh, he is a thorn in the Angels' side. I mean, he is a gritty hitter, and he will, he will let you know that he has an elbow guard because he sticks it right over the plate. And he probably had like 30 hit by pitches or something this year. Uh, he frustrates me. So I'm glad that he's going to be leaving the AL West most likely. I have him going to the Reds. I think he's going to be the Castellanos replacement. That's spoiling something ahead. But I mean, I think we all know that that Castellanos is probably on his way out. So I think that Mark Cannon is going to be the Castellanos replacement. And I think so he's, he's going to be, he's not Castellanos, but I think he'll be a decent replacement for them. Uh, I have him getting a two-year deal with the Reds. Oh, I like that. I have him to the Guardians. I think he's going to be one of those bats that they add. It's not really a big name, but is a underrated guy. 
Um, me, I've, I've Canada the Mets with the struggles of Dom Smith. And I think, you know, Canada's upside. He's a high walk guy. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Canada, New York. Yeah. Um, next, we have uh, postseason legend, Eddie Rosario. Well, he made himself a bag in the uh, postseason. He definitely got himself more money than he was going to get. I think he earned himself a multi-year deal. And I think that multi-year deal is going to come with the Brewers. I think he's going to get a three-year, $36 million deal with the Brewers. I mean, Eddie Rosario, from 2017 to 2020, even 2021, he was he was about league average, above a league average to above average. Uh, he had a 3.4 war in 2018. So it's not like the Brewers are going to be ever pay, overpaying, giving him $12 million a year. But, he, you know, he might get slightly overpaid because of his postseason. Yeah, I could definitely see that he gets overpaid. The Brewers are definitely a good fit. There's a few teams that I could see being a good fit. Uh, I currently have him to the Twins. I think that reunion. I think he'll be a good fit for the Twins. Yeah, Stick him in left field. Let Kirloff develop a little bit. Kirloff can play first base. I mean, Sano can DH. That'd be a lineup that has some uh, really dangerous home run potential. Yes. Speaking of dangerous home run potential, this is kind of a strange fit, but I like Eddie Rosario up north to the Blue Jays. I think um, it'll really deepen their bench, adding him in, because then you have so much more versatility when you have you can plug and play. Um, you can plug and play him. You can plug and play Guriel. Grichik doesn't necessarily have to be an everyday player. You can use uh, Santiago Espinal, Kevin Biggio in a bunch of different ways, especially factoring in my addition of Eduardo um, Escobar. I don't know. I just think Eddie Rosario is a guy that will fit well. Um, big lefty bat and a pretty right-handed heavy lineup. Um, yeah. Next, we have Tommy Pham. Uh, Padres fans' favorite Tommy Pham. Um, I think that he's going to go to the Marlins. I think they uh, they need a bat. And honestly, he he had a bad last two years. So I think he might have he might have been on track to get a really nice extension. But the last two years, he, he kind of – he struggled. So, I think he's going to go to the Marlins. I think that's a decent pickup for them. You know, maybe they can find 2017, 2018 Tommy Pham. And if they can, you know, they're going to get they're gonna get good rewards. I am getting a two-year deal with the Marlins at 12 a year. I don't know about 12 a year, but I do, I do think he's going to go to the Marlins. I think that's a good fit for him. I think that they're going to gamble on him a little bit. And I think, like, like I said, the, the gamble could pay off. I mean, he was a, a six-war player in 2017. Maybe you could find that again. He was good on the Braves. Yeah, uh, clean sweep. I have him going to the Marlins. The Marlins, they're going to look for high upside guys at a cheap number. Tommy Pham, the, he still has had a high walk rate. And during the middle of the year, he had a surge with the Padres. The power came up a little bit. Then it went back down again. Um, I think he's worth, he's worth the gamble there in Miami. Um, next, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, I mean, honestly, he could go anywhere. Um, I think that his market will probably be – it'll probably be pretty open uh, with middle-of-the-road teams that need an outfielder. I think he's going to go to the Guardians. Um, defensive liability, but has a good bat. So, I don't know. They might they might see some upside there. Maybe they can, they can trade him at the deadline because he had a really good hitting season. Uh, but I, I don't really know with McCutcheon. I think he'd go anywhere, honestly. But my prediction is the Guardians. I currently have him going to the Reds. I think that they might take a gamble on him and see what they can get out of him on a cheap deal. 
Yeah, I have them going to the Guardians. They tend to shy away from spending money and helping their outfield year in, year out. Um, but I think McCutcheon's going to be a cheap option. Not necessarily that much upside, but yeah, the bat's good. He could either solidify one of those spots or they could use him to build up value and then flip him again at the deadline. Um, we'll see, though. Then I, my lone center fielder on this list, which outfielders, it's pretty fluid based on where they're playing. But uh, Starling Marte. I think Stalling Marte is going to go to the Mets. I think it's a it's a perfect fit. Um, I think he's going to get a three year deal. He was he was uh, really good with Miami and really good with Oakland. So I think he earned his money. Um, I think he's going to get a three year deal, seventy million. I second that. I have him to the Mets as well. Yeah, um, I have him. I have him going to the Mets as well. I was just thinking about changing it last second because I, I think a team to watch out here is the Astros. I think the Astros could make a lot of sense trying to fill the void from George Springer two years ago. But um, I like the Mets, I think. Um, he was one of my picks for seven guys that are perfect fits, um, mainly just because even if he's not playing center, they could shift him to one of the corners. Um, still playing at a really high level, gives you a consistent uh, presence in you know top middle of the lineup. Team to watch there too is uh, the Phillies. Yeah, Phillies, um, even Yankees. They're you know Phillies, Mets, of, Astros, Yankees. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a good market. Yeah, he will. Um, next up, we have Nick Castellanos. Uh, Nick Castellanos. You know, you, you can you can make all the Castellanos jokes if you want. Um, I think that Castellanos is going to go to San Diego. Um, I think that the Padres are gonna fall in love with the bat, and I think they're gonna give him a three year deal, sixty six million. I think it's a good fit. You know, you're losing Tommy Pham. You're probably losing other people I can't think of right now, but I think that they're going to, they're going to get Castellanos. Uh, and it, that, that will be a great bat for the Padres. That's definitely a really good fit. I think I'm going to go with the Padres as well. Um, so I guess I'll play devil's advocate. I have Nick Castellanos going to the Phillies. Um, I kind of fell in love with the idea of him and Bryce Harper going back to back in the lineup. Um, Phillies, you know, Dave Dombrowski in there now. They're gonna they're gonna spend their money at him getting Chris Taylor. Taylor can play just about anywhere. I think they're gonna add Costianos, play him in the corners, or possibly DH um if that's added like we expect it to be. Um I think I think it, him and Bryce Harper are gonna be, you know, duo of duo of dingers. That's that's what we'll call them. Um but you you want them in San Diego, right? I'd it's love him in San Diego. You're, you're predicting mean, the Phillies for the non-bias. I'm you know, picking not, not to be Phillies for kind of non-bias. I'll, I could elaborate on that in a couple picks, though, I will say. Um, next, we have Avisail Garcia. Uh, Avisail Garcia. Um, I I don't, like, is he going to get a multi-year deal? Probably not. I think he's going to get a really high high AAV one year, and I think he's going to go to the Red Sox. That's definitely solid. Um, there's a few teams that could definitely make the pitch for him, in my opinion, but the Red Sox are definitely a good one. For me, I haven't gone back to the Brewers, I think. Uh, the Brewers in general, I don't expect them to have a huge offseason, kind of just make some general moves, bring back some guys. I did say that they're trading for Josh Donaldson. Um, they had a good year. Bring back, obviously, I think it makes sense. He uh, is. I think the Royals will also make a really – decent pitch on him i think he'll he's a good fit there as well yeah 
Um, next, we have Michael Conforto. So I, I don't think the Phillies are going to go uh, the offseason without getting a big bat. And uh, I think the big bat's going to be Michael Conforto. And after last year, I think that most teams would not give him a big deal. But I think he's going to I think he's going to get a big deal with the Phillies. And I think it's going to be very Zach Wheeler-esque, you know, stealing, stealing someone from the Mets on a big deal. I think he's going to get like $68 million a year on a four-year deal. I think the Phillies are going to take a gamble because it is a gamble. But, you know, if, if you look at his 2019, his 2020, his 2017, you, you could really get good value there. Uh, so I think the Phillies are going to give uh, Michael Conforto a pretty decent deal. I think he'll, go, he'll end up with the Reds. I think the Reds will fall in love with his bat in that lineup. Yeah, I have him – what I was alluding to here, I have him going to the San Diego Padres. He was one of my uh, perfect fits. I expected him, you know, after a shaky 2021 to maybe consider the qualifying offer returning to the Mets. But with him declining that, I think he's going to leave. And he's perfect for the Padres because although the power numbers weren't there this year, um, his career numbers, he has a 468 career slugging percentage. He's a 124 WRC plus player. The Padres lineup, they need another lefty. Um, Trent Grisham and Jake Cronenworth are likely going to be the only regular lefties in the lineup, provided Eric Hosmer's moved as he's expected to be. Um, I think he's he's just a perfect fit for the Padres if they're willing to shell out that money. I love Michael Conforto as one of the sw- sweetest swings in baseball, and I'd be very happy to have him as a San Diego Padre. Um, lastly, in this, well, this one, you could argue what exact category he'd go in, but we have Jorge Soler. Um, I think Jorge Soler is just going to go back to the Braves on a one-year deal. He might have a decent market, but I think that he's just – I think he's going to stay in Atlanta. That's definitely a solid fit. Uh, there's a few teams I could definitely see him end up with, but I think he'll end up with the Brewers. I think the Brewers will use him as a replacement for Garcia. I have Jorge Soler – it's a weird market for him, but I think I'm going to the White Sox deep in their depth a little bit. He can play a little bit, a little bit of DH, play a little bit of right field. Um, serve, you know, I think he can be a good role player on a on a contending team like the White Sox. Um, moving on to the DH spot, we have Nelson Cruz. Um, well, I think that this could maybe be Nelson Cruz's last year, but then again, I feel like we feel like this every year, and then he ends up having another monster year and um, he stays another year in the MLB, but I, I haven't gone back to Minnesota. I, I mean, from, from what we know, he, he loved the place. And when, when he went to Tampa Bay, he, he was a below, below average hitter. So I think he's going to go back to Minnesota for maybe his last year, maybe not, but I think he'll get a one-year deal. I agree with that. I think he'll end up in Minnesota. I have him going to the San Diego Padres at the deadline. AJ Preller was pushing for him so hard. He was interested if he could play first base, if he could even play. I think they looked and saw, we're trying to see if he can play second base. Preller um, falls in love with guys and for better, for worse, is going to go after and try to get him. I think Cruz makes sense, assuming the DH is added to the National League, um, be a good veteran presence, um, San Diego. Then next, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he's going to have a pretty big market and I think he is going to go to the New York Yankees uh you know I I, I uh, think the Yankees aren't going to get Matt Olson 
I think that the Braves are going to get Matt Olson as a Freddie Freeman replacement because I have Freeman going to Boston. So then I think the Yankees are going to say, okay, we're going to get Kyle Schwarber. We're going to get one of the best lefty bats on the market. And I think they're going to stack uh, Seager and Schwarber, and they're going to have a killer lineup next year. Uh, and I, what I don't think people realize is Schwarber was better in Boston than he was in Washington. I mean, it's unbelievable his year that he had last year. I have Schwarber re-signed with Boston. I think that with them not getting anybody really, I think he's just going to stay and be a good power bat in that lineup. Yeah, and after how incredible he played for them, I, I don't see the Red Sox letting him go. And I think they can use him in a lot of different ways, obviously, with J.D. Martinez like, you know, generally locked in at DH. He can play some left. He can play some first, like we saw him play a little bit. He's just, he hit the ball way too well to let, you know, Bloom's not letting him leave, not letting him leave Boston. Um, I mean, man, Schwarber with the short porch, though, I'd love to see that. That would, I, uh, be, pretty, that that would be pretty cool. ridiculous. Um, pretty wild. So that's our hitters. And uh, I hope you hope you guys aren't tired yet because we have a lot of pitchers on this list. Starting off with Mad Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, I mean, is is there anyone more consistent than him? I'm. Mean, he's just, he's always good. He's he's fascinating. Uh, I think he's staying with the Dodgers. I think that it's it's going to be a two horse race. I think the Angels are really going to push the Dodgers, but I think ultimately he'll he'll stay with the Dodgers. Uh, he'll probably get a insanely high AAV like two or three year deal maybe a club option but I think he's staying staying in LA I agree with that uh I think it'll be they'll decide between him and Kershaw and I think they'll end up going with Scherzer he's more consistent and just he's played well for the past few years and Kershaw hasn't been I, I mean Max Scherzer it's like the dude just has never had a bad year in his career it's unbelievable Yep, so I have him staying in L.A., but the other L.A. team, the Anaheim version, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, he was another one of the guys that had his perfect fits. I think he's baseball's best big game pitcher, even at the age of 38. Um, What better thing to do, teaming one of the best pitchers in baseball with the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. He really hasn't shown signs of regression, and he's still – that workhorse guy, the angels need that their rotation ranked 22nd in team ERA. Um, get yourself that true workhorse. They have some other guys behind them, the likes of Patrick Sandoval, um, you know, up and comer Reed Detmers, um, back end Jose, Jose Suarez. Yeah. Um, Scherzer is a bona fide ace workhorse. I think it makes perfect sense for the angels to go out and get him push for that postseason, baby. Um, next as you guys alluded to, Clayton Kershaw. I think that the, the Rangers are, are a really good fit for veteran starting pitchers, and I think that they're going to go out there, and I think they're going to get Clayton Kershaw. I think, uh, I think the Rangers are going to get a lot of veteran starting pitchers this offseason, and I think that Clayton Kershaw is going to be one of them. I think he's going to sign a two-year deal with the Rangers. He's going to go back home from Dallas. I like Kershaw to the Rangers, but I currently have Kershaw staying in L.A., but with the Angels. I think that they'll take a gamble on him. Uh, two old pitchers that will probably give uh, crazy deals. Um, I, I just – I can't see Clayton Kershaw playing a, a anywhere but Los Angeles. I understand the whole not offering a qualifying offer might have to do with medicals. I just 
cannot see him playing anywhere other than Los Angeles and for the Dodgers. So I, I have him returning to the Dodgers. Um, oh, sorry. I'm the one saying who's, uh, who's up. Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman. Uh, I mean, there might not be a starting pitcher with a safer floor than him. Uh, he's, he, he'd be an incredibly safe signing for a team. I mean, his his lowest his lowest innings pitch in his career that wasn't 2015 was 2018 and he threw 100 innings so for that reason I think the Angels are going to sign him I mean uh, I think that's going to be their big signing for the offseason I think they're gonna they're gonna rationalize okay he eats innings he's you know he always has like a sub four ERA I think it's a perfect fit and I think that he's going to get around a five year 125 million dollar deal and as an Angels fan I'll be very happy with Marcus Stroman and I think that's where he's going. I have Marcus Stroman in red and white as well, but that's with St. Louis. I think Marcus Stroman would be a good fit in that rotation, and I think that organization's trying to win now, and I think he's a big piece to that. I second what Merrick says. Uh, I think Stroman of the Cardinals makes a lot of sense. We saw their rotation get a little banged up. Hopefully they'll have Flaherty back and going. They brought back Wayno. Um, but Stroman, he's a stabilizer. You know what you're getting from him. You're getting a good bulk of innings. Um, and you know, solid production. So I haven't gone to the Cardinals. Um, next we have Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman in the back half, um, you know, might, might've pitched his way out of like a five or six year deal, but I still think he'll get paid handsomely. I think he'll get a three-year deal with the giants. High AV. I don't, I don't see any reason why he'd leave San Francisco. Yeah. I don't have Gosman going anywhere either. I think he stays with San Fran. Yeah. San Fran. Um, next one, Robbie Ray. Uh, I think similarly to Gosman, I think this is a guy who's just going to stay where he is. Uh, I see no reason why Robbie Ray should leave Toronto. Um, and I think he'll, you know, he'll, he'll get his payday. He finally started throwing strikes and he's going to win a Cy Young. Uh, so, you know, good for him. And he's going to get his big deal and he's going to stay north of the border. I have Robbie, Robbie Ray to the Angels. I think they're going to sign two left-handed pitchers to put in that rotation and they're trying to win now. I mean, he's had a great year last year. And, I mean, if he can stay consistent, that's a huge pickup for him. Hey, man, I, I wouldn't complain. I'll tell you that. I uh, I have Robbie Ray going back to the Blue Jays. Um, after the breakout, I just, I can't see him. I can't see the Blue Jays letting him go. I think, you know, if it, they're going to pick between Simeon and Ray, I think they're going to opt-go the pitching way, keep Ray. Um, and, yeah, next we have Carlos Rodon. One thing I'll notice, but I think it's interesting about the starting pitching market is there's a lot of really good guys, but I think a lot of them are just going to stay with their teams. Like you got Gosman, Ray, Scherzer. Anyway, Carlos Rodon, I think that he is going to sign with the Padres. I think that they're going to take a gamble on him and I think it's going to pay off. You know, there's the medical concerns with the arm. Um, I don't think he's going to get much more than a two-year deal. And I think he, he's going to get a, I think I have him somewhere in the ballpark of like two years, 50 million. I think he's going to get a really high AAV deal. I've said that a lot, but I, I mean, it's, it's what I think. Uh, and, and it could really pay off for them. I mean, this dude could win the NL Cy Young if, if you know, things go right. So I think he's a Padre. I have him going to California as well, but with the Giants. I think that the Giants need starting pitching, and I think that they'll take a shit gamble on him. I mean, a lot of these pitchers are gambles, in my opinion because you don't know what they're going to do. They've had one good year, and we'll see if they can keep that consistency. And if they can, it'll be a huge signing. 
this is a very risky starting pitching uh, market. Gosman, Ray, Rodon. Yeah, I agree with you on Kershaw. that. Yeah, yeah, Kershaw with the medicals. Um, Rodon had a career year, but you know, I'd be, I'm worried about Rodon at the end of the year. His, his arm just went dead. He had a, you know, ridiculous fatigue. So I think whatever deal he gets is going to be largely, um, incentive based. And I have the Mariners taking that gamble on him. I think, you know, they came off of a year where they probably outplayed what their roster truly is. I think they're going to try to reinforce, get back, you know, back, get back there, um, improve that rotation. I think they take a chance on Rodon. Um, next, we have Alex Cobb. I, I just have to give Alex Cobb some appreciation here. Um, he was one of the most underrated starting pitchers in baseball last year. People didn't talk about him, and he was he was incredible. He had a sub-three fifth. Um, but anyway, I think he's going to stay with the Angels. Uh, similar to Robbie Ray, you know, had one of his best years. I, I, don't, I don't see why Alex Cobb would leave Anaheim. I think it's uh, mutually beneficial. The Angels keep their pitching. I think he's going to get like a two-year, $24 million deal and stay in Anaheim. See, I have a completely different route. I have the twins signing him on a one-year deal. Just they need rotation help. Their back end's not very good. They're young. They need a veteran to come in there and shut things down. I have Alex Cobb going to the San Diego Padres. I think he makes a lot of sense because especially he wasn't able to stay healthy with the Angels all this year, but I think when he's healthy, he's a great innings eater, fairly consistent, know you're getting. The Padres don't need a top-of-the-rotation guy. They need some stability, and I think Cobb can bring him that. Alex Cobb was uh, a really good pitcher with Jose Iglesias playing defense behind him. So, Yeah, he'd love the Padres infield of Machado, Tatis, and Cronenworth. Hopefully I think you, you got to play house on Kim at third base. House on Kim would be a would be a gold glover at third, short, or second if he played regularly. But again, this isn't a San Diego Padres podcast. Um, next on the starting pitcher list, we have Eduardo Rodriguez. Eduardo Rodriguez is going to get paid handsomely. Um, he had a really high BABIP, batting average balls in play, and I think the Red Sox really like him. And he's he has a qualifying offer on him right now, and I think his market's actually like. I think he's, he's going to have a lot of people like the Angels on him. I think the Angels are going to be the biggest bidders next to the Red Sox. And I think he's going to end up getting a four-year deal in like the $88 million range. I think he's going to stay in Boston. And I think he's going to have – he's probably going to have like – he might be one of the first starting pitchers to go off the board. But I, I haven't seen in Boston on a big deal. I have uh, Eduardo Rodriguez to the Tigers. I think it's a great fit, and I think that they need starting pitching help, and they're in a win-now mode. Um, I have Eduardo Rodriguez remaining with the Red Sox after getting the QO. I think there will be interest around the league, but I, I think I don't see him leaving the Red Sox. Um, next, we have Yusei Kikuchi. Um, Yusei Kikuchi, I think, is going to sign with the Cubs. One-year deal. I think they uh, – they claimed Wade Miley, and I think they're going to trade him, and they're going to they're going to get Kikuchi to be to take his spot, or what would have been his spot, I should say. I have Kikuchi to the Brewers. I think they need left-handed pitching in that starting rotation, and I see him just being a good fit. And I think they're going to take a chance on him. I really like that Kikuchi to um, to Milwaukee fit. I didn't really think about it. I have Kikuchi going to the Angels. Um, I think. Scherzer was a good start to that rotation. I think Kikuchi's a high upside guy. 
um, that would make sense for the Angels to take Gamble on. Um, next, we have Anthony DiSclafani. Um, I like Anthony DiSclafani to the Mariners. I think the Mariners are going to be pretty active in this free agency. I don't think they're going to want to give a contract to a Scherzer or a Gosman or a Robbie Ray. So I think they're going to feel like they're, you know, taking a safe bet with Anthony DiSclafani. And I think he'll get around a two-year deal. Uh, so, yeah, DiSclafani to the Mariners. I currently have DiSclafani to the Athletics. I think the Athletics need some help in that rotation in the back end. And he's been really good the past few years, and he's been consistent as a decent four or five guy. I mean, he's in some rotations, he could definitely be a three or two, but I see him being a really good four to five guy. And I think the athletics would be a great fit for that. I, I like that fit, but that, that requires the A's to spend money. And then that's, that's not going to happen. They don't spend money. <laughs> I could see him bringing in a cheap contract. I, I don't think he'll get paid that much, but you know, they don't, they normally don't like to spend money. They like to go out and trade guys, but I can definitely see this being a good fit for him. It's crazy that they have one of the, you know, wealthiest, um, wealthiest owners in baseball and they just, they don't, they don't spend, but that's, that's for another time. These Sclafani to the Mariners. I think he's a perfect fit. He's been up and down kind of a yo-yo throughout his career. He's coming off one of the good years. Um, I think the Mariners make a lot of sense. They want to get in that starting pitching market, but they're not like Noah said, I don't think they're going to be in for the top dogs. Um, so I think Rodon and DiSclafani both make sense. And then lastly, for the starting pitchers, um, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is his his upside is incredible. Um, a team could really, really make a good move signing Justin Verlander. But at the same time, there's the risk. I mean, he hasn't thrown since like six innings in 2020. Didn't throw all last year, and he's getting up there in age. He's 38 years old, almost 39. So he's a gamble. But I think. The Yankees are going to make that gamble, and I think the Yankees are going to give him a two-year, $40 million deal, and I think it's going to pay off for the Yankees. I think he could possibly be in Cy Young conversations. He's similar to Scherzer. I feel like he just doesn't ever want to go away. He's just a horse. Yeah. I could definitely see that. There's a few teams that I have him could definitely see him going to, with one of those being the Giants and one of them being the Rays. I currently have him to the Giants. I think that they need starting pitching, and – he's a low risk high reward guy in my opinion yeah i mean for me verlander i don't know what justin verlander is at this point and so i'm gonna say he just he remains with the astros i don't know if that's taking the qualifying offer if that's um just you know re-upping on another deal i, I have him staying with the astros i will say i do want him to be a tiger i think that would be cool for it to come full circle and him to be a tiger again but um, Astros. Now we're on to relievers. Obviously, these ones are a lot more fluid. So on top guys, we might have a, a, some more stronger opinions. But towards the back, we might go a little faster. Um, start off with the top reliever on the board, Rysel Iglesias. Rysel Iglesias, one of the best relievers in baseball last year. No one talks about it. Well, people do talk about it. But uh, I feel like he was really underappreciated. Uh, I think he's staying with the Angels. He has a qualifying offer on the table. I think they'll uh, you know, end up negotiating an extension somewhere around three years. He's going to get, he's going to get paid really well. Uh, maybe not H Liam Hendricks numbers, but I think he stays with the angels. I definitely agree with that. I think he stays with the angels. Yeah. Angels cannot afford to lose him. There's, there's no way. Um, 
Next, we have Kenley Jansen. Uh, Kenley Jack, Kenley Jansen, the guy who comes in games and you feel like he's going to blow it and feels like he blows a lot of games, yet his numbers are incredible. Uh, I think he stays with the Dodgers. I, I can't see Kenley in a different uniform. Like, he's just the Dodger for life. I, I can't imagine Kenley Jansen pitching for, like, the Phillies or something. It's just it's, – it's not right. Kenley's staying with the Dodgers. That's definitely a valid point. Uh, I do think the um, Reds will give him some interest, but I think he'll end up staying with the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. I hate Kenley. I think he's a fraud, but he will continue to be a fraud and fraudger blue. Um, next, we have uh, Ryan Tapera. Uh, Ryan Tapera is going to stay in Chicago with the White Sox. Two-year deal. I agree. I'm going to the Red Sox. I think he can help uh, shore up a shaky Sox bullpen. Uh, Kendall Graveman. I think uh, there's a reunion in Seattle uh, on, once again, a two-year deal. See, I think uh, So, Graveman and the Mariners. I think Kendall Graveman will definitely get overpaid a little bit. I think a team that could definitely use a closer would go out and get him on a higher contract than what I think he's worth. Um, I currently have him to the Phillies. I think that they need a little bit of bullpen help and a good righty in that rotation or that bullpen, sorry. And I think he's a good fit for him. Um, I think Graveman, you know, he was solid with the Astros, pretty useful. I think they'll bring him back. Uh, next, we have Mark Melanson. Uh, Mark Melanson is going to be an awesome St. Louis Cardinal. Wow. Yes, Mark Melanson, St. Louis Cardinals. Interesting. That is very interesting. Uh, I think Mark Melanson reunites with the Giants again. Um, I'm going back to the Braves. He missed out on the title run in 2021. He'll return to them in hopes of getting in 2022. And one thing I'll note on Mark Melanson is for some reason, the Cardinals think that Alex Reyes and Jordan Hicks should be starters. So that's one of the reasons that I'm saying that. I swear to God, I saw something that they are making Jordan Hicks a, a starter and are making Alex Reyes a starter. And they're making Alex Reyes a starter again. Interesting. Very interesting. Next, uh, Aaron Loop. Uh, Aaron Loop, who was one of the most underappreciated uh, bullpen arms like Bryce Iglesias this year, I think he stays in Queens. I see no reason why he should leave. He'll probably have a decent market, but he'll stay in, he'll stay in Queens. I agree with that. I definitely think that will happen. Angels should be in on every single starter, reliever, person that can throw a baseball. Aaron Loop to the Angels. Um, next, Andrew Chafin. Um, no rhyme or reason, but I'm going to go with Andrew Chafin to the Royals. I definitely can see that. I think the Royals were, are an underappreciated team. I think they're better than people give them credit for. And I think they're going to make some moves to try to win this year. I have a chafe into the Blue Jays. Blue Jays had a horrific bullpen. They need to they need to improve that if they're trying to make the playoffs. Um, next, and to close this out, Colin McHugh. Uh, Colin McHugh was really good this year, and not many people talked about it. But I guess that's just the theme with believers. Anyway, I think he's going to go back to the Houston Astros on a two year deal. See, I think the. Blue Jays will go out and get Colin McHugh. I think he'll be their answer. Yeah, I think McHugh is interesting coming from the Rays where, you know, they use him in kind of bulk scenarios out of the bullpen. 
Um, I'm with the American Blue Jays. Need to just pitching, pitching, pitching. You got to add to it. Um, I like Chafin and McHugh both teaming up in Toronto. So that's our whole list. Do we have anything, thoughts, comments, concerns? Do we want to yell at each other? Anything we want to add? I mean, it's always fun to yell at you, but. Matt uh, Olson, like I said, is getting traded to the Braves. That's my bold prediction for the offseason. Olson to New York. Yankees. I have Olsen to the Padres. Oh, yeah. I love it. Please. I bet you do. Please, Eric Hosmer. Also, I think Eric Eric Hosmer is going to retire. That's my prediction. I hope. (laughs) I'll retire, yeah. I mean, look. I'd I'd be plenty happy. I'm trying to trademark it. I don't know where. Where do you guys think Jose Ramirez is going? Because I have no idea. Uh, because it's the worst result for me as an Angels fan, I think Jose Ramirez could get traded to the Seattle Mariners. I think it's hard to go against Jose Ramirez to the Blue Jays. I think that makes so much sense for the Blue Jays. I can see Seattle. I can see the Mets. I, I think, you know, the Mets are always always want to get guys they can just reunite Lindor. And it's like, um, it's like if Story ends up going to St. Louis, then I think, you know, for sake of parody, um we'll have it we'll have another reunited infield duo in the national league i don't know though this is this is going to be a weird offseason especially with the collective bargaining agreement you know negotiations going on and that we might have a lockout we we really don't know there are a lot of sweeping changes but the guys are gonna have to be signed at some point so i'm glad we did this um i had a wonderful time i hope you guys did as well I did for sure. Yeah, I had a good time. Um, I think I was looking at my picks from last year. We did like maybe 30, 33 or so. And I think I got eight right. So I would like I to, got like none right. I, I'd like to say right now, free agency is very fluid and hard to predict, especially like relievers. I mean, relievers, it's just a guess. It's it's just, a lottery. It really it, is. Believe I don't even – MLB GMs don't even know who they're going to get reliever-wise. The market's just wild with them. You, you have no idea. Yeah. But um, it, we will see. Okay. That's just going to – just about going to wrap us up. Any parting thoughts, words of wisdom, Noah Merrick? No, I'm good. I, I'm good. I think I covered everything. Great. Do you guys have any – before I do my own shameless plugs, do you, need, do you guys need to plug anything, any sort of shout-outs? I'm good. I'm, you know, I do not. this is, this is not my podcast. I'm yeah. just a guest. Fair enough. Um, so as you guys know, you're listening to the red shirt podcast right now on Spotify. Um, be sure to check out the blog, the red Um, as well as follow the Instagram at the dot red shirt. That's where I'm posting when there are new podcasts, new blogs. And speaking of the blogs, which I kind of just glossed over, I've been posting a lot more of those. Um, make sure to check out the article I was alluding to, The Seven Perfect Fits, as well as I wrote an awesome article about um, Atlanta sports and how they broke the sports curse. Um, the Twitter, at the Red Shirt blog, I try to be active on there, but it's challenging. Uh, give it a follow anyways. And yeah, that'll just about conclude this episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in.